turn up your radio. It's time for DeLorean Talk with your host, Dave Tavers. Hey, everybody. Dave Tavers here. Welcome to another episode of DeLorean Talk. Of course, if I have myself on mute, it doesn't work. Uh, this is episode 31, and this is the first episode that is uh, live-streamed and taking callers if it works. We've got a few people that are on hold right now. Also, today's show have two co-hosts. I have Sean Knight, the president of the Pacific Northwest DeLorean Club, and Steve Concatelli, the producer-director of Out of Time, Saving the DeLorean Time Machine. Hey, boom! Hey, Sean <laughs> yes. and Steve, how you doing? Doing well, Dave. How are you holding up? Great. Glad you guys could take the time and join. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. Yeah. So this will be interesting to see. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me, how many people actually listen to a live episode? This is recorded, so whatever ends up being streamed is going to be the next episode of Delorean Talk. Um. And it should all go fairly straightforward and smooth. But we'll see. This is all new for me. So it'll uh, be kind of interesting. Uh, Sean, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you? I just said you're the president of the Pacific Northwest DeLorean Club. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about you. Okay. Well, um, I guess to start out, I have had my DeLorean for a little over five years. I bought it. In um, December of 2014, I'm from, uh, as Dave said, I'm the president of the Pacific Northwest DeLorean Club. I live in the Seattle area. So I bought it from um, Toby Peterson at his shop. Um, And then I joined the Pacific Northwest DeLorean Club just a few weeks after buying mine and uh, have been enjoying it ever since. The VIN on mine is 6214. It is a November 81 build, and it is an automatic. Awesome. I know I always start out my shows by, uh, when it's just me with somebody else. I say I'm VIN 10515. I've had my car for just over four years now, or, geez, four and a half years almost. Time flies. Yeah. And, yeah, I've definitely uh, been going a little crazy. So, Steve, uh, tell us a little bit about you. And Steve does not currently own a DeLorean, but he is very in the community because of making the, the documentary about saving the time machine. But I also know that Steve is seriously starting to look now. Right, Steve? Yeah, there we go. I was waiting for you to unmute me. Yes, no. as a matter of fact, I... I am probably one of the few people that's this involved in the DeLorean community yet does not actually own one. <laughs> um, but as I tell people, though, um, yes, I made the documentary out of time about the restoration of the screen-used time machine from the Back to the Future trilogy, the uh, the original A-Car. And I documented the entire year-long restoration and then shot interviews for two years after that. And I the documentary turned out so well that Universal <clears> – <throat> made it an official documentary by putting a featurette version on their 2015 Back to the Future Blu-ray box set. So 
you know, being on a box set with the actual films was a huge honor for me, of course. Yeah. And and then later in 2016, I got to release a feature length version, uh, a standalone DVD, Blu-ray DVD uh, of Out of Time. So, you know, I don't own a DeLorean, but I tell people that I, I bought several DeLoreans worth <laughs> when I decided to build this uh, to make my documentary. So that's, how I think, how I got grandfathered into the community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you were there at the shop when, I mean, you were there shooting a ton when they were actually building, tearing apart, rebuilding. So you got to know a lot of people that were in and out of that shop. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was in Los Angeles at the time and I got to know almost all of the time builders in California, if not the country. And then, of course, you know, working with, you know, several people who own DeLoreans themselves and are, you know, like they're, they're fans, but they're also great mechanics and they know a lot about DeLoreans and the car itself. So yeah, I've, I've, uh, I know quite a few people in the community now. It's, it's very strange. They, everybody keeps asking me why I don't have one yet. I'm just like, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. (laughs) Well, and you just moved as well. You were, you lived in LA for like 20 years and you just moved back to your hometown. Yeah. I moved back to, uh, yeah, back to my old stomping ground of Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, it turns out like a neighbor, two blocks away owns a DeLorean and I see it all the time. I'm just like, Oh, gotta oh, get wow. one. Yeah. I'm, in fact, it took me about four months before I knew all five DeLorean owners that are within like three miles of me. And so like <laughs> yeah, five within three miles of you. Wow. Yeah. I it's, have... <laughs> yeah, it's a little hotspot actually. It, we, yeah, it is. We actually last fall, I kind of put together like a, uh, you know, final drive of the year where all of us got together and just went through a drive to the countryside and the, you know, the fall countryside, it was, it was amazing. Again, the only thing missing was the fact that I didn't have one myself, but it was, it was mm-hmm. great to just get to know the guys and, and, you know, thankfully most of them had seen the documentary already. So they had an idea of, you know, who I was and where I was coming from. And I'm not just some person asking to ride a shotgun in their DeLorean, you know, as they drive around. Right. So, <clears throat> but, but yeah, my neighbor just, just, Two blocks away, he has one, and I see him drive by all the time. I can tell it coming down the street. I'm just like, oh, here he comes in the DeLorean. Like, man, Steve. And they're always like, Steve, why don't you want one yet? I'm like, I, again, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You know, I, I can't rush these things. Well, and it's and to be honest, like I'm not a mechanic, and that's that's one of the things that's that's always held me back. I mean, first in Los Angeles, I was in an apartment, so I just didn't have room. Mm-hmm. But here now that I, you know, I have some more space. I, I have never been good with cars. I've never been a mechanic. And, you know, it's my understanding universally that when you own a DeLorean, you need to be able to tinker with it. You need to understand the fundamentals of how to fix stuff that goes wrong. Cause it, you know, I can't, I can't drive down to Illinois to every time I need to have my a car service. I, I'd right. be down there all the time. Yeah, it, it helps. I would say it's not required to be a mechanic cause I'm definitely not one, you know, and, Yes, I have a place where I can take mine to get, you know, uh, to get worked on when I need to. But, um, but yeah, I, I've heard of several owners out there who definitely, who, uh, do not classify themselves as mechanics. And I, I'm always saying the same thing that it's all about the community. Somebody yep, in the group, exactly. short of an engine swap, most of the things right. that go wrong, there's other people that in the community that locally yeah. that know how to fix or can help figure out depending on how anal you are of, how much do you, you know, do you want everything perfection or do you want it to work? Oh, God, so. no. I just want it to run. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's very doable. Yeah. When you've got, would you say, five five DeLoreans or something near you, that's, yeah. Um, yeah, odds are one of them knows how to work on them. 
Yeah, and they do. Like one of yeah. them, who is, he's not a mechanic by trade, but he's kind of become the de facto go-to guy for <clears throat> you know yep. small problems, and the other guys definitely go to him you know when when they have small issues. So that's <clears throat> comforting, mm-hmm. you know. And then you know then it's just a matter of what the timeline is and price sure. points and all that stuff. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid to open my mouth. I know the day I put something on Facebook that. <laughs> Dave and and all my DeLorean friends will just like scour the internet and I'll have like ten for sale in my inbox. I'm just so like, <laughs> Dave, you warned me. You're like, don't say anything until you're ready to pull the trigger because as soon as I do, it's gonna be, you know. Well, <laughs> and not gonna, only that, everybody's gonna know. Not only that, when the right one comes up, um, you're gonna be kicking yourself that you didn't already have your cash or financing exactly. or whatever. Yeah, because <clears> they go fast. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, again, this is live episode, but. We're also having people call in. So if you have a comment or a question, you're going to go to DeLoreanTalk.com slash call in, all one word, or go check out the, go check out DeLoreanTalk.com slash show 031 for the links. Uh, if you join the Zoom call, be sure to put your name and your VIN number, your full name and your VIN number for your name. That's how I know that you want to actually talk. Otherwise, I'm assuming that you don't, uh, that you're just calling in to listen in real time. So, uh, you can also rename yourself if you have already joined. You can rename yourself and, uh, put your VIN number in parentheses or something. And we'll randomly, uh, pull up the peop, pull up people in the order that they join and, uh, take their questions and comments. So, Sean and Steve, uh, let's see. Steve, I actually met at DCS twenty. I don't even know what year it was. Was that it was six? It was sixteen. Yeah, yeah. That's the year Out of Time came out. So I was at DCS that year. Got it. And yeah, we ended. I, I my recollection is that I think I met you at the bar. We met in the bar in the hotel. That's <laughs> absolutely correct. Yeah, I was. I had. I've probably told this story before, but I had been, of course, going to all the different sessions, and I saw. Uh, Michael Chaffe, who was the, mm-hmm. the designer of the actual time right. machine, I saw him in several rooms over the half the day where just nobody was talking to him if he was just in the back of the room. It just nobody knew who he was. And I kept coming up and saying hi, and we ended up going to the bar and chit-chatting and talking. And then you were there, and of course, you, you knew Chaffe already because mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, so I, yeah, I got a chance to get to know both of you guys, and that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and- Chaffe. Chaffee's great to talk to. He, oh, such like, a nice guy. He, he has so much to say and he knows so much about so many things, you know, especially, you know, from aviation and design and, and just he appreciates stories and literature. And of course, he loves to talk about Back to the Future and just design elements of, of things in everyday life. He's like, I love just listening to him talk about stuff. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, totally amazing. And Sean, you have at least since I've owned my car, I have you've not come to any of the DCSs, right? I have not yet. No, I haven't made it. I would like to get to one this year if that happens. But. <laughs> and that's a that's a talking talking point right yeah. there if it's yep. if it's going to happen. Um, and you have also, Sean, not come to Delorean Weekend Las Vegas yet. I have not made it down there yet. Yeah. Yep. 
Hey, I'm, we're buddies. I'm just teasing you, but right, I know, yeah, you, know, I know. you said this yeah. year you're going to come, and now that everybody yep. is listening. <laughs> <laughs> now I have yeah. to. Now you yes. have to. No excuses. That's and right. Steve, a little harder for you now. It was easier when you lived in L.A. You didn't You didn't make it, but a lot of people think, oh, you know, I, I, I shouldn't go. And if you're not an owner, yeah, it's not really uh, an event for you, but uh, yeah. DeLorean Week in Las Vegas. But, again, you're in that different group. You're in that kind of specialized group that – I'm I'm guessing that the that the uh, the brandies who put on DeLorean Week in Las Vegas probably would say, yeah, you're welcome to join because. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's a little harder for me now, but now that I'm back in the Midwest, that DCS is a no-brainer. I'm just like now I can just go and actually enjoy it all mm-hmm. weekend and not have to abandon my family in LA. Right. Right. <laughs> and now that I'm not hawking my goods, I can just go and enjoy it too. <laughs> I don't, I don't think anybody would mind if you were hawking your hawking your yeah. movie. Because I, I appreciate that. A no, lot I, of people have seen it. Well, we had we had the world premiere. I mean, not the world premiere, but we premiered the film at DCS 2016. And then I couldn't make it to 18, and they showed the film again. I'm like, I'm not going to make anybody sit through my film a third time in 2020. <laughs> so I'm happy to go. I would love to talk about it. you know. And, of course, I'll always have copies on hand. But I just kind of want to go and meet the people and, and just kind of enjoy the event. Yeah. Cool. Well, okay, so speaking of DCS 2020, um, I, I've said to several people personally that I am confused and frustrated that uh, there's not been any kind of an official announcement. I have not seen anything posted on Facebook with dates. Uh, I've, I mean, there is some, there's a thread on dmctalk.org, but oh. most people are not on DMC Talk or they've, uh, right. they haven't had their <clears throat> accounts activated yet. So there's there's a thread on there, and it kind of looks like it was on, and I don't know right now the current situation if it's off. But, um, again, I'm looking for some official announcement on the website, on social media that says, okay, here's the dates. And I still haven't seen anything. Am I blind? I haven't seen anything else uh, out there about it either. Anything official? And I didn't even know about the thread on DMC, and DMC Talk until you said something to me uh, oh. a couple weeks ago. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, – that either they announce it or again this year it might get canceled maybe they'll do it next year although yeah, next year is Eurofest and I'm not a world traveler but it is I think that I want to go do that um, uh, Wolfgang Hank several actually at the last DCS said that he had bought pilot, one of the pilot cars pilot car 21 and was in the midst of restoring it and it should be all restored and ready to go oh, wow. for Eurofest so it'd be kind of cool to see that in, in person and check out whatever Wolfgang brings along. Again, Wolfgang Hank, I want to get him on the show as well as one of the one of the rock stars around the world who work on DeLoreans a lot and has a actually has a uh, a shop. Right. You know, we were just speaking of DCS. I I was reading through uh, through Rich's thread. It's, it says here that the. The, the go, no go date is May 1st. So hopefully by then we'll have a decision on whether it's happening or not. Yeah. Well, May 1st for, for when? For, for July? For DCS, for, no, but, right. What's oh. the date? Oh, I, I don't even know. I, um, it's somewhere in that thread. I don't remember. But again, it's real, like if it's May 1st, but the, sh- supposedly it's, ha- it's going to happen, I think in July or August. It's just such a yeah, short I thought amount was, of time. I, yeah. I thought it was August. I thought it was mid August. Yeah. I think that's usually about when it happens, isn't it? Yeah. July or August. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
It, uh, I, I always say I'll never miss a DCS. We'll see. If the time is too short, you know, the expenses and saving money and hotel costs, travel, all that kind of thing. Um, but Eurofest next year, again, I'm only 50-50. Just, it's the expense. I have zero experience traveling outside of the country. That doesn't freak me out. It's just trying to figure out, you know, getting over there and I don't know anybody over there. So, um, but I'd love to go because, uh, I think that's going to be pretty cool, pretty cool event. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you guys, have you, either of you thought about going to Eurofest? <sighs> no, I can't justify the cost. I'm, yeah, I'm more dream about it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. That's yeah. why, that's why I like DeLorean weekend Las Vegas. Cause you know, Vegas is so easy, a billion flights from all over the country and, yeah. and it's uh, so casual. Um, they do a great job on that. So, actually, speaking of, I see that uh, I'm going to go. Uh, oh, we actually have Ryan Brandes uh, from the. Yes. And I think I got my parents' mm. notification. Hey, I can't hear you, Ryan. You're way too far away. Put your headset on, or. Because uh... he unmuted me. Oh, okay. We need to. Oh, uh, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Mute Nancy. Your Ryan, stop. Okay. Hold on a second. Can you hear there, me now? There we go. Now hey. Yes, we can hear you. Very good. Well, it looks like I was able to get uh, my parents, Bob and Gail, on the call also. Awesome. So and, you guys, uh, you guys, uh, hosting DeLorean Week in Las Vegas for how many years now? I think this is our eighth year. I have to go back wow. and look, but it's been a long time. And uh, every year it grows in popularity, and w- the joke is it's kind of becoming DeLorean week because people come a few days early and stay a few days late. <laughs> and I, let's see, I think that I've been to four of them now. I think I came my first year. I bought my, I picked up my car, bought it in November 2015, picked it up in t- early 2016, and I went to DeLorean week in Las Vegas 2016, uh, you know, that first year. And uh, so 16, 17, 18, and 19, of course – I just moved to Las Vegas eight months ago, so I was here in town for the last one, which is which is awesome. Well, we really dialed it in. We figured out what people like. They like some events that are public and some events that are private. They like a barbecue. They they like uh, you know talks and things. So we've really kind of optimized the format. Every year we we do a driving tour to a different location, and um, and then we have a, a dinner. So we, we have a variety of fun events, and it's just such a cool group that everyone seems to plan their vacation around it. Okay, see you next year is kind of their, their top priority. So we're, we're honored and, and think it's a lot of fun and, and looking forward to doing it again this year. And I've met several people there that I never would have met. I mean, maybe at DCS, but DCS is so big and there's so much going on. Uh, at least the two that I've been to that I didn't, I feel like there's not enough chance to chat, chit chat and talk and get to know people. Um, and that's why I like DeLorean week in Las Vegas because it is so much more casual. Um, and I get to sit and get to know people. And now I've got longtime friends that I've been, you know, I talk to regularly and it's been, can we unmute Gail there? I think that's, that's my parents who would like to chime in. Hey Gail. Is Okay. There we go. Are we unmuted now? Yeah, but you got to get real close to the microphone. Okay, can you guys hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. This is, there's Bob. Bob yeah. Brandes. Bob, no, Gail, no, no. and Ryan put on the DeLorean Weekend Las Vegas. 
Yeah, no, we don't have any uh, visual, Dave? Any, nope, uh, nope, just call in. Oh, okay. Uh, that must be why there's no password. Ah, I was going, why, why no password? Because <laughs> we've been running a whole bunch of Zoom meetings for all of our other friends. and uh, Right. I kind of like that. So, yeah, I heard Ryan talking a little about about DeLorean Weekend, and uh, we got a fairly uh, good, well, not a fairly good program, but we had a really good program this this year with Jordan Livingston has said he's going to come and show his movie. Awesome. That's going to be really Ooh. exciting because Jordan has been working on that movie for over 10 years now, I think. Yes. And, so, yeah, Steve, I mean, you're, you're a filmmaker, so you've, Understand yeah, I know. I've, yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand how long it is it takes to make a, a film and how tedious, expensive, and just arduous it can be. And I, when I showed uh, my film in 2016, he was knee deep and still producing his. So I, I'm eagerly looking forward to seeing his finished film. Well, yeah. so Bob, that's awesome. So he's gonna he's gonna show this year at uh, to learn. Yeah, and, and and we. We may also have another film to show. Um, we have an old, an old one from 2012. It's called Mutant Mold in Outer Space that we showed at one of the meeting, at one of the uh, shows. And it's, it's a, uh, a documentary we put on. And, and if you're into Star Trek or outer space or whatever and, and what goes on on the ISS, it's a pretty cool movie too. But then from the DeLorean point of view, um, we are working on a uh, uh, um, kind of a, uh, a video or a documentary, uh, and okay, it's got a mess. Um, and it's it's uh, a movie we're tit- titling uh, "Delorean: The Missing Pieces." Um, oh, and cool! It's uh, going to be broken up into uh, a. A number of segments. Um, one of the things that's kind of missing is there isn't any history or, or good history of DeLorean when he was young and all the stuff that happened at General Motors. And, and there was a lot. Very true, oh, yeah. 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 Um, you know, and, and when he left General Motors, well, how much money did he have? And what was he planning to do? Um and, um, you know, one of, one of the craziest things, uh, I guess it's not necessarily crazy, but one of the things I suspected but didn't ever have any proof of, how many of you know that John DeLorean had a Mercedes Gullwing 300 SL hmm. when he was young and wow. Packard? I actually had heard, yeah, at some point that he had one and that supposedly that was one of the inspirations for him to put gullwing doors on his car. Hmm. Right. And there, there's a number of other things that he was involved in that uh, eventually became part of the DeLorean design. Um, and, and a lot of that happened at Packard and General Motors and, and a few other places. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, someone needs to tell that story. Well, that'll, that sounds like that will be fun to hear as well. What else do you guys, can you announce right now for DeLorean weekend this year? Um, we're going to have a, a drive, um, I guess around the loop, but we had something else going. 
Um, we we do have. Uh, hang on, hang on one second. Sorry. I got it. Yes. All right, we're we're going to come back to him. Uh, we're going to come back to to Bob and Ryan. Um, let's see. You uh, so Ron, Sean, you are going to come this year. Yes. And uh, you're not driving your DeLorean right from Seattle. Probably not. Yeah, that's an awfully long drive. <laughs> I, I always as much as I would love to. Yeah. I, and it would be fun, but it's it's such a long drive. And it is. <clears throat> speaking of, there is uh, Ryan Foster is heading up the DeLorean. Oh shucks, I already forgot what it's called. DeLorean Convoy, Convoy isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's he's coming from North Carolina, and he has driven back and forth across the country a lot of times, but. Uh, he wants to do it with the DeLoreans and he, at least he and Don Dina and now Ryan's mother, who just bought Ryan's first DeLorean that he sold years ago. Um, there, so at least three DeLoreans and I, I, there's several other people along the route they're going to join and they're going to drive across the country from North Carolina to Las Vegas to come to DeLorean weekend. So that's going to be pretty awesome to uh, have a, any number of DeLoreans driving that far. I personally plan on driving east from Las Vegas to meet them somewhere along the road and add to the convoy coming into town. Oh, nice. Uh, so I think that'll be kind of fun. So we just yeah. got to figure out, figure out how to, uh, like, is there going to be a specific route when they get into town? Is it going to be at a certain time? Hopefully they don't show up at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see what looks like Ryan has something else. I'm going to unmute Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Well, if they arrive at 2 a.m., Dave, you'll be wide awake. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, people that know me know that I am a terrible night owl. I, especially right now, I, uh, it's even worse than the last eight months. What am I saying? It's not even anything to do with Vegas. I've been a night owl for years, usually going to bed at 2, 3 in the morning. Uh, I've been working from home for four years now and on my own business on uh, Mouse Mingle, the dating site for Disney fans. And I just don't have a normal schedule. I don't have to be at meetings at 8 or 9 in the morning, and I'm not meeting with anybody. So I tend to stay up pretty late. Yeah. Um, so so we've updated the, web, the DeLorean Weekend website. Which is? Uh, uh, DeLoreanWeekend.com. And you can scroll through the events. Thursday is going to be uh, an early morning tech day for people that want to work on their cars. We think it's best to offer tech time as kind of the bookends, as the, as the beginning and end of the, of the event. Um, and then we'll have uh, Chris Miles and, and um, some other Gloria mechanics will be on site to help people work on their cars. Um, so that'll be Thursday. Then we have a, another event at Firefly. We know the the managers at the Firefly restaurants and they've been very good to us. And it's a, it's a unique event. We've always been looking for outdoor patios that overlook a parking lot. And it seems like a common thing, but when you really look around, a lot of the, <laughs> the patios don't o- overlook a parking lot where you can see your cars. So right. we we're able to make that work with the Firefly event. Then we'll be doing the drive up Mount Charleston and the visit of the lodge on Friday. Now, Dave, you did that drive, right? I just did, yeah, a couple, what, last week, I think. And mm-hmm. it's a beautiful drive. Uh, it'll, uh, I think anybody that's going to be driving their DeLorean to Vegas, they probably won't have any issue. But yeah, you're right. That it's a, you go up, Vegas is around 2,000 feet foot elevation and Mount Charleston mm-hmm. is 6,000 feet. So it's a pretty good climb. Uh, as yeah, long as you don't overheat. It, yeah, we did it five or six mm-hmm. years ago and we had someone that overheated. 
And so we, you know, we were ready for that with, with all the conditions. But the idea is if you keep the cars moving, they shouldn't overheat. Yeah. If yeah. it's a hot day and then you stop and then the cars will start to overheat. Yeah. And right. also the elevation. I, I, I've only lived here eight months, so I don't know the, I don't know if it's still also cool at 6,000 feet in Las Vegas, but when I went up last week, there was I mean, just last week, you know, in March, and there was a lot of snow on the ground. I got out of the car and I was, cold in five minutes. I mean, cold enough I had to get back in the car. So, it's beautiful up there. Yeah, absolutely. It's less than an hour drive. It's amazingly picturesque. We're, we'll be able to park the cars and get some amazing mountain view photos. Yeah. Great. And, and certainly on the way back down, where overheating won't be as much of an issue, that'd be a great time to stop on the way and get some cool pictures. So, Awesome. Yeah. And we've been working very hard on our on our conference room, second floor of our house. So that will be kind of our banquet hall, conference room, and our and our tech talks will all be um, on premises this year. So um, fantastic! As long as everything works out, it's it's going to be a great event, and and we look forward to it. Awesome! Thanks. Well, all right, everybody. DeLoreanWeekend.com. Be sure to check that out, and if you can make it, uh, flights to Vegas. I, now, this is me. I, I don't. I'm not involved with the DeLorean Weekend event, but as a visitor, I say. Don't worry about bringing your DeLorean. So many people get all hung up about, i got to bring the DeLorean. You don't. There are so many people that come from the other side of the country, and it's okay. There's there's other seats. There, you, know, you can join in. People will give rides, and it's about being there with all the other owners and uh, getting to know them, and there's plenty of hands-on as well. So, uh, cons- and within reason, we also offer secure parking for DeLoreans. And for many people over the years have said, hey, I don't want to leave my car parked at a hotel somewhere. And we'll say we have a backyard. You can put it in the backyard with a gate, yeah. and, um, and get getting to and from your hotel is easy. So awesome. Yeah, any concerns you might have, you know, we're a very family oriented group, and uh, we take care of it all. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Ryan and and Bob and Gail. All right. Well, um, we've got a couple other people here. Uh, let's see. Oh, I, they just scrolled off. Somebody else was here. If you're calling in on Zoom and you want to join the call, be sure to put your VIN. You can change your name to include your VIN number. That's how I know that you've got something uh, for uh, to for the show. And we're going to go to Justin Webb. Hey, Justin. Hey, Dave. What's up? Hey, long time no talk. I know, right? <laughs> how you been? Uh, busy, busy. That's good. So My how- wife decided- our first child about five weeks ago. So. Wow! Congratulations, oh, congrats. Dad. Congrats! Yeah, quite the surprise. Yeah. So <laughs> Justin was actually episode number ten on Delorean Talk, uh, and I think Justin, I had, I think I met you at DCS 2016? 2018, 2018. Actually, yeah. Yeah, that was that was the uh, accidental. I had to work, so I grabbed uh, uh, a a uh, lift up there to the hotel so I could hang out with you guys for the night before I had to drive back to Ohio the next night. <laughs> are you still, so Justin was, I don't know if you still are, a, a, a car hauler, right? Yep, yep, car hauler. Nice. Very cool. So what's going on? What are you calling in about? Uh, I was just calling in uh, just because uh, a lot of things uh, had happened to the car since the last time we had talked and stuff, and I saw that Darren Decker was actually on too, and he's all up and joshua bankston's uh parts and stuff and same sim, similar to me so i have actually not gotten my car back from dpi yet so so you said a lot of things happened to your car like you didn't get an accident or anything did you 
No, 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 no accident. Uh, but in the process of putting the car back together, because we did that, we took the engine out and the transmission out, we found a lot of problems with uh, the car due to age, and we found uh, there was no block rot on the exterior of the car, but there was some block rot going on on the interior of the water jackets. Yeah. So we actually ended up having yeah. to put a block on it, and uh, might as well after that went went with the uh, DPI fuel injection and uh, the electronic fuel injection and all that stuff. So just oh, a wow. lot of little things that happened over the course of over a year. And uh, so, so the car is still not back together yet. You said because I'm interested to hear how the how the the electronic fuel injection EFI works. Uh, on. Uh, I, I have not received the car back. In fact, I actually talked to Bankston about a week and a half ago, I believe. And, uh, basically because of the whole coronavirus and everything, that place is basically, he's on, he's got that place on lockdown for the next month. Right. Um, short of, I believe he's still shipping parts though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did- so, but from what he told me, the car's done, but it still <laughs> needs to be, car still needs to be test driven and and everything else to make sure that all the fuel injection components are working correctly and all the new components on the suspension are working correctly and everything before he actually sure releases the car back to me yeah you don't want to sign off on a car without knowing that it's all solid that's understandable right especially with the amount of changes that had to be made to the car in light of what originally was going to happen when it was up there in his possession so yeah Oh, the, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna take the engine out and the transmission out, and you got a manual transmission. If you're gonna do all that, you, you might as well. You know, it always sucks, but if you've got that much stuff out, you might as well do everything you can rather than trying to piecemeal that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this thing got everything: uh, new clutch, new all new hydraulic system for the clutch. Um, I mean, you name it. It basically got replaced, and a lot of it was just due to the age. Anything that was rubber on the car was switched over to a silicone uh, updated version of that. Or your or thing. it was replaced yeah. with bushings and ball joints and stuff just because of the age of it and not so much the wear. Sure. No, I mean, geez, it's, the cars are, they're old cars now, even if they've been driven and maintained. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's it's getting to the point now where a lot of these barn finds that people are finding – it seems to be that block rot and frame rust are starting to become a very serious concern now where it didn't seem to be as bad several years back. But it seemed, I just noticed that the trend like on fanatics and Facebook groups that there seems to be a lot more, uh, extensive rust damage on the frame or even block rot or something. So some of these cars are, you know, the age of them are starting to really show with what the cost of repair is now, you know? Well, and that does come back to the, that does come back to the car not being properly stored or prepared. Right. It, yeah. If you're running coolant through the car normally, you're probably not going to have a block rod problem. But when you let antifreeze sit in the block for 25, 30 years and let it become acidic, then you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, what'd you expect? You know, <laughs> you're asking for it then. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but it just, I just, I just happened to notice that with the car getting ready, you know, banking on, you know, almost 40 years old now in certain aspects. Um, 
that it just seems like some of these repairs that were kind of, okay, that's a severe case, you know, seem to be coming more commonplace. So it's just something you got to keep an eye out for when you're, when you're looking for these cars now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well my frame was in good shape. I don't have to worry about that yet. Good. <laughs> that was, that was one of the reasons I wanted a California car. And Steve, I know I said that to you as well is, uh, West Coast cars, you know, West they, Coast cars. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. you, uh, you East Coasters are so used to that stuff and being a lifetime West Coaster, uh, I just, I never really thought about it until time for a DeLorean and I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't want to deal with old snow, you know, ice and, and salt and all that crud that causes the trouble. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, it literally destroys the car from the inside out, Dave. I mean, just, uh, you know, prime example, I had to buy another commuter car about eight months ago. Because my older commuter car, I mean, the car sat most of the time because I'm on the road all the time, but it was starting to rust from the inside out just because of the road salt and stuff. Doesn't, you know, it's just hard to keep on top of it over here. Yeah. But I was glad my car came out of a storage unit in California, Southern California when I got it because, like I said, the frame was virtually untouched. So. Nice. Awesome. Well. Justin, uh, glad you called in. Good, good, good luck and congrats on getting a, a bunch of updates done to the car. Yeah. I guess I'll have to, I'll have to update you on a more personal note once I get the full experience of the EFI and how well it works and everything. Everybody I've talked to that has that system says it's second to none. It's amazing. So hopefully that holds true. Yeah. Well, when you're done, at, write up something, and uh, you, there's a VIN page for your car. Your VIN sixteen four twenty six on the DeLorean Census. And if yeah. you anybody that has submitted a census record, if you still own the car, write up some you know a, a blurb about it. And if you have any more pictures, send it in. Contact at DeLoreanDirectory.com, and I'll put it on the VIN page for you, so that uh, anytime you want to do updates about the car, you can do it there. Also, once you uh, make changes, submit a new census record, and then it'll show the history over time. Because it looks like you submitted August 11th, 2017 at 9.37 a.m. So, you know, when it's time, just submit another census record. And if there's any changes, then people can see the changes over time. So that'd be Okay. I will will definitely do that, Dave. Cool. Thanks so much for calling in, man. And uh, we'll uh, see how the rest of this goes. This is all, you know, it's kind of a... A test, but it seems like it works pretty well. Oh yeah, yeah. We had that little thing last night that Andy put on with the Zoom app or whatever, and it worked great. So nice. <laughs> that was fun. But, All right, Justin. Uh, I'll let you get to somebody else, and uh, like I said, if you need me, I'll be around. No, awesome. Take care. Drive safe. <laughs> yep. Thanks a lot, Dave. Bye. Bye. All right. So, Sean, um, being the president yeah. of Pacific Northwest DeLorean Club. You guys are, I lived in Seattle for many years. That's I was a member of PNDC in the 90s, and I know a handful of people there. But uh, people think that it rains a ton in Seattle, and it doesn't. It's it's more overcast than anything. There's exactly. more. Yes. Portland gets more rain than, than Seattle. <clears throat> but everybody thinks Seattle is the, the rainy town. Seattle, yeah, just has this uh, this stereotype is, yeah, it just it does nothing but rain here, which it can rain a it definitely does rain up here, but yeah, not nearly as much as, uh, as people, uh, as people say. Actually, today is slightly overcast, but we've had some sun breaks too. It's actually a perfect day to get out and drive the car. Nice. So we're going to do that later. In the club, and again, in Seattle, if it's, if it barely, if any 
snowflake touches the ground that Seattle shuts down, basically. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> so, people up here cannot drive in the snow. Yeah, people freak out. hills. So there, yeah, and there's a lot of hills. So there's no, even, I mean, when I lived there in the, in the 90s, there was a couple of bad snowstorms, but there's no salt trucks or any of that stuff, so there's no issue with. There, not, no, it's not a huge issue. There are some areas now that salt the roads, uh, if we do get a, if we do get snow or ice, but definitely not like the Midwest or the East Coast. Right. So, All right. Good. And I, I mean, I don't drive mine when it's snowy or icy out. I mean, for yeah. plenty of reasons besides potentially running into salt on the roads. Mine stays in the garage then. So Steve, of the, the five guys around you that you know of, um, they were all in the garage well before the snow flies. <laughs> nope. That's, that's the Midwest rules. We, in fact, like I mentioned at the top, that's why we did our, it was October end of the season drive because right around October, you know, right as the snow's about to start flying, all the DeLoreans go into storage. And I think they just started coming out in the last few weeks. They, they wait for a couple good rains in the springtime to wash all the remaining salt off the street and then they get out the cars. Got it. Oh yeah, that's always on your top, on top of mind. And I talked to other people out east and I, I feel a little bad. Like you guys, for the DeLorean, your driving season is cut in half for a lot of people. Or at the very mm-hmm. least, you know, you lose three or four or five months. Oh yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. most of the people I know, like they're lucky if they can get it out of, you know, like go for just nice drives. Yeah. You know, a handful of times a year. I mean, some, some use them almost as daily drivers and so they get a little more mileage out of them. But yeah, it's, you know, when you have that fun summer car, it's, you just don't get to drive it nearly as much as you want. Yeah. Yep. Well, okay, good. So we don't, I, at least Sean and I don't have the issues. We've got another caller, uh, Ashley Davey, who I met Ashley at DCS 2018 as well. Hey, Ashley. Hey Dave, how are you doing? Fantastic. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. But, uh, I can, I can understand about everybody trying to keep the cars out of the snow. We don't really have that here in the Southeast. Where are you at exactly? Uh, uh in Alabama. Alabama. Birmingham. But you right. got, you got humidity there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in spades. Yes, we do. It's, uh, it's pretty atrocious. Uh, come summertime, that's when we put the cars away. So, uh, we in the summer. Yeah. Oh God, yes. It's, you know, when it's a hundred plus degrees and high humidity and, um, you know, my car had been up to, uh, with, uh, the guys up in, uh, DMC Midwest for about two years, just doing a, just taking a little bit of some of the, uh, the 40 years of age off of it because uh, I've had it the whole time. Right. So just doing some, uh, drivability, uh, things and just, um, just let them go through it and, uh, let Chris, uh, address some of the, uh, slight, you know, graining issues and stuff, just to make it like it was when it, when I first got it. So nice. Uh, finally got it back uh, a few months ago and then lo and behold, when it's the weather's fine to get it out now, you don't want to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to be out now. Right. Right. Uh, we just sit, sit on the back deck and, uh, look at the nice weather and, and just pray this all goes away pretty soon. So with the, uh, while there's road salt, for the northeast, you guys have humidity. Right. I, I don't know which is worse. I, mean, I know salt eats away at metal and things, but right. for high humidity, do many owners in the southwest, southeast have air conditioned, um, air conditioned garages or something? Or how do you know, c- climate controlled is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. 
I guess they do. Uh, my car has been pretty much uh, a garage queen the whole time. That's why I only have like 25,000 original miles. I uh, just have other cars. Um, you know, it's as you get older. I mean, it's great when I was real young. Uh, you didn't care about it. As you get older, you know, your back gets a little sore. <laughs> and you go, this is good for about a day and a half, and then I'm putting it away. Um, so anyway, but, uh, no, you keep it in the, uh, the garage, whatnot, uh, take care of it. But, uh, I did notice that, uh, when we took it up to Chicago, had it shipped up that, uh, had a little bit of some, uh, flaking on the, uh, the epoxy coating coming off on the, uh, the front crumple zone. Uh, the car's never been in any kind of accidents, but, yeah. uh, I guess it's just some moisture. Uh, no, no surface rust. I mean, just a little bit of some very light surface rust where the, did, uh, the epoxy came off. Did you find that? Did you go to the tech day at DCS 2018 and saw? I did. Is that how you yeah. found out about the flaking of the epoxy? Yes. Well, I had known it. I've, I've done a lot of work on the car myself over, you know, 40 years almost, uh, uh, and had looked under there, um, and had noticed a little bit, but that was just one of the things I just, uh, told the guys up at, uh, uh, Midwest just to address and they put some like POR 15 on there and, uh, you know, encapsulated it. It's all fine. Uh, so nice. now it's, it's, I just hadn't had a chance to drive the dang thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, how often yeah. do you drive it anyway? Uh, like I said, it would be, um, like spring and the fall, uh, occasionally a little bit in the summer, but, uh, you know, if it's, uh, before I sent it up to, a, um, Midwest, uh, had a little bit of, uh, an air kind of issue, you know, had a slight leak in there. So they addressed that, got it straight. So, um, and I never wanted to change it up to, to 134, just keep it all 112, keep it R12. Yep. So, um, uh, you know, I would, uh, probably drive it a little bit more, uh, now that, you know, the way it used to be, uh, cause it was a fun car when it first came out. Um, you've had it for almost 40 years. Yep. Uh, The funny thing is, it's, uh, my dad did a deal with, um, uh, Merrill Lynch. Uh, it was almost like a kickstart program. They were, uh, uh, working with, uh, DeLorean Motor Company to basically sell shares. So if somebody basically put a investment down or a, um, uh, a chunk of money, right. you had the option to get a car. So the way it worked out, it wound up being the, uh, as what we were told, it was the eighth pre-sold car in the U.S. First oh, one on the East Coast. First seven pre-sold were were in uh, L.A. I guess those were the the big investors, you know. Wow. Tyson and Sammy Davis Jr. and whoever else. So sure. That's what they told us when we I went and picked the car up, and I just happened to find the original paperwork where I signed off in uh, Tampa, Florida, uh, when I picked it up and wow. drove it home. So, nice. Wow, yeah. you're definitely a longtime owner. I you probably told me that when I met you, but I too many people, and I don't have that that photographic memory. Right. So neither do I. <laughs> so actually, in uh, in the South, there, what yeah. are you part of any local clubs? No, there's really not any in the Birmingham area. I think there's some in Atlanta. Uh, I think there's a group over there. Yeah, uh, there's a few cars from what I've I've seen a few. I remember seeing some back when they uh, the dealerships were up and running. Uh, you'd see a few running around, uh, but uh, nowadays it's just kind of a. Um, you know, a one-off. You're more apt to see a Ferrari or a Lamborghini than you do a DeLorean. <laughs> right, right. So you yeah. don't you don't have a community in in Birmingham then? Sad to say, no, we don't. Well, no. and if anybody's listening that knows anybody in that area, track down Ashley on online or send an email into comments at DeLorean Directory dot com and or contact at and uh, sure. 
let's we'll pass it on because that's I appreciate that. I'm amazed. Well, I remember, geez, Ryan Foster again, North Carolina. I had him on the show a while back, and we had talked about that he was the only one in the area. And sure enough, somebody wrote in and said, "Hey, I live an hour away." And right, it was like, "Holy cow!" It's amazing that people crisscross and they, but they don't have a chance to connect. Obviously, well, I'm apparently. I'm outgoing, so I don't have a problem tracking people down and talking to them. But not everybody does. Right, that. right. Well, I've seen a few cars uh, over the last couple of years in Birmingham, and then on the uh, the, the forums, you'll see somebody that has their their um, location, and I think there's a couple that are in the surrounding area of the, the major metropolitan city, but uh, we just don't ever get together, and it's just, you know, they're just doing their own thing, and so am I, so, and it's... Uh, well, and like I said with, with Foster, he I think his guy was an hour away. I don't know distances mm-hmm. out there. When you say major metropolitan area, is that an hour drive, or is that 30 minutes, or... Oh, 30 minutes, yeah. Oh, okay. You yeah. Know, it's, it's not like Atlanta, Georgia, or or, you know, Dallas or any place like that. Uh, you know, it's, um, it's just Birmingham, Alabama. It's, um, you know, I think it's 800,000 people. I think that what the, the major population count wow. is. So, cool. I, yeah. I think about people, I think about Sean as president of a, of a pretty decent sized club of the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest Learning Club. And, uh, that even when I lived there in the nineties, it was really active. And over the right. years, people are getting older and they're not as active. Yep. Right, Sean? Uh, yeah, that's our biggest problem lately. Yeah. But right. I, I always try to, you know, I'm wondering how to get people to get together. I know not everybody wants to be best friends, but right. uh, just a chance to get together, even if it's once a year. Is that, sure. have you ever thought about putting something together for Alabama? Well, uh, I think my first inclination to have anything to do with it was back when they had the uh, the big DeLorean meet in, I think it was uh, Pigeon Forge. And then was it somewhere around there as well? Nashville? Or yeah, had one in Nashville. Sure that was, Memphis, I was think it? it was. Memphis, okay. And that was probably around 2007. Does that sound familiar? Sound right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, that well, was before I had my uh, had a car, but yeah, okay. the, I think you could be right. Yeah. Okay, well, the problem then is I had just become a brand new father at that <laughs> right then and there, and it's like, am I really going to try to drive this car that needed like AC work in the summertime up to Memphis and do all <laughs> no. this? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a big no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but no, that's the, uh, the one reason I, I pulled the trigger on going to Springfield uh, in 18. Uh, or whenever that was, 16, I'm not sure when. Uh, and that's, I went up there just basically doing some due diligence. Um, I've dealt with all the vendors for many years, whether it's, you know, um, the guys all out apart. in California. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rob up at PJ Grady, I've known him for many, many years. And I used to deal with the uh, Swedish Auto Service uh, oh, wow. before KPAC had, you know, got hold of this stuff. So yeah. I go back from, from dirt, really. I do go back to dirt, but. You've been around a while. I used to live right down the street from, well, from Swedish. I remember oh, really? when I tracked, yeah. I mean, not not when they were open. I just mean, I know yeah. the location because in yeah. my reading and looking at old magazines and things, I'm like, wait a second. Sweet. I, like, that's crazy. I go find the address. Sure enough, it's still, a, today, it is still an auto part. It's still an auto shop. Okay. It's no, not called Swedish well, anymore, but. Right, right. So I used to deal with those people and, wow. um, matter of fact, dealt with K-Pack even before, um, uh, Steven and all them bought it, bought up the uh, the product. So anyway, oh, so wow. so actually, yeah. that's one of the mm-hmm. over the years I've had that question. I, I've heard different yeah. versions that K-Pack. If you showed up at the door, knocked on the door, they would sell you stuff. Yeah, but I've heard well, they that, do that. Yeah, but they yeah, weren't call them up. 
they didn't have a catalog. They weren't like publicly selling in general. Like they weren't announcing it, right? Not that I re- not that I recall. I think it was you know at that point you know you had the uh, parts uh, explode parts diagrams and all that, and you know you could um, just call them up saying this is what I'm looking for, and they said yeah we've got it. If that if memory serves me correct, but I do remember calling them up and buying a few parts here and there. Wow! Uh, but you I know, talked to guys. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say I talked to um, uh, a longtime owner. This was when I first got mine, and they were telling me about K-Pack. And the story is similar to what you were saying, Ashley. How, um, yeah, back then you could just call up and say, "Hey, I need this part. Here's a number on it. If that helps you." And they'd go look and they'd tell you, "Yeah, either we have it or we don't." But yeah, that was kind of exactly. Yeah, because the only you, way you know, to get parts. Get... Yeah, you get almost like you're just getting a secretary. <laughs> you just look up going, what do we have on right. file? Yeah, we've got a bin of that stuff. So, yeah, we'll send it to you. Wow. Uh, but, you know, the guys at uh, Swedish back in the day, that was about the same time. It was before the auto service was before I started dealing with uh, Rob up at TJ Grady. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they were real helpful, and uh, they were uh, they were into it. They were the, the first ones I recall. And, of course, I dealt with, um, um, what's the guy's name, out in California, Ed. Yeah. Yes. Anytime there's the word the guy out in California. Ed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing was, you know, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't ugly or mean to me at any time. I mean he was pretty mm-hmm. pretty um Kurt? approachable. Oh. Yeah, well not really. It's just kinda like uh he just kinda tell you and it's kinda well, we'll if you want to have your car really worked on, we send our, our shipper out, we pick it up, we do it all this and you know, basically mm-hmm. we do it. You know, we take it all out of your hands and we give you the bill. <laughs> so I said, Well, that's not for me. So anyway, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, but what I was going to get back to is uh, the reason I went up to Springfield was to do some due diligence because I knew I wanted to, you know, get the car brought back up to full, you know, hundred percent. So, and I dealt with everybody and then just trying to figure out, do I want to send it? Cause I knew I had some, some body issues, uh, just cause I mean, some slight imperfections, you know, small little ding or something like that. Not even a dent, just almost like just a uh, imperfections. A, a, yeah, exactly. You know, and I just wanted it to be perfectly right. So I went up and started doing the, uh, the talking to and uh, where they want to send it to be able to get, um, you know, Chris to work on it. And he either send it up to New York uh, to, to Rob. That's a long way or send it to Chicago and he flies in there quite often. So it's kind of like, you know, you just I chose Chicago because I could get it all done. That's all they do. So right. anyway. check out the area. Cool. Yeah. So that's how I wound up going to Springfield, do, did my uh, my leg work, and then sent the car up um, probably a year, uh, well, maybe eight months after that. No, I guess that was in July. Whenever it was, it went up in uh, like December, January of the following year. And then I got it um, got it to bring it down to um, St. Charles for the one in Illinois and did that one and uh, then just dropped it right back off and let them finish it up, you know, um, you know, cross their T's and dot the I's, and then I just got the car back a few months back. Wow. And uh, drive it a little bit, drove it a little bit, and, uh, you know, go pick the kids up from school or do whatever else and let them have nice. fun. And, nice. And then uh, put it up for the winter and because uh, I'm kind of car heavy right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got it. It was, it was great when it was in Chicago because, you know, it's like one car's out of the way, another car's somewhere else, another car's here, and then. But right now they're all home, and it's like, oh lord. <laughs> well, Ashley, thanks yes, for sir. calling in. Uh, I, I appreciate it. And anybody out there listening, if you know anybody in the Birmingham, Alabama area, again, track down Ashley Davy. Vin- Thank you very much. I've really enjoyed this. This has been fun. Good. Well, we'll have you, I'll have you do a regular episode at some point. That would be great. Love to. 
Good. All, All right. right, gentlemen. Y'all have a great day. I'm going to continue listening while y'all talk to everybody else. Right. Thanks, and, uh, thanks. You too. Everybody, you. stay safe, everybody. Yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> you too, right. for sure. All right. Bye bye. So uh, I, I am excited. Um, it's not haven't published it yet. We're still, in fact, uh, I, I need to get back to it. But talking about KPAC, um, uh, there's a longtime owner, old owner uh, that has shared a video with me. And in fact, Steve even helped uh, do some editing on it. And I did. we will, uh, I'm not going to say much more about it other than it is several minutes. Uh, I, you know, I remember how long it is, but it is a, a video tour of KPAC. And I have never seen uh, seen that, so it's going to be pretty exciting to release that. Uh, it's that not would be you cool know, to see. Yeah, this it's not some you know this is not a this is just somebody with a you know home video camera, mm. but still pretty shocking to see all the stuff that was there. Okay, well, if you guys don't, unless you guys have something else urgent, we've got a couple other we got more people. Yeah. Steve. Actually, I was going to say that I mentioned the the Madison Drive that I've taken with the local DeLorean owners. I see actually Kevin is joining us. Kevin is uh, he's one of the local DeLorean owners here in Madison, and he he's kind of the go to mechanic for for the group of DeLorean owners here in Madison. So just wanted to say hi to Kevin. I see him on the line. And there, hey Kevin, hey, hey guys, how you doing? Hey, hey Kevin, how are you? Good, good. Thanks yeah. for having me on. I, I want to be sure and say hi to Kevin because if I do ever buy a DeLorean, I'm sure he's going to have to do a lot of work on it. So I better start <laughs> greasing the wheels now. <laughs> well, I'm waiting, to bring the, waiting for another one to join the neighborhood here. Yeah, I know. I told him we only have like five around here right now. Why, right why within about a square mile of us here. Yeah, that's why if I did one, I'd probably have to have the time machine version. So just to stand, stand out somehow. <laughs> Yeah, they'll definitely set you aside from us. You know, uh, Dennis has the Dennis has the black one with the Night Rider uh, light on the front. You know, that's right. And uh, yeah, otherwise, if you have a time machine, you'll be the only one in the general vicinity here. I know. Uh, oh, I forget his name up in Appleton. Um, oh, Matt. Matt. Yeah, yeah Matt. Yeah. Matt's got a time machine. That's the closest one that I know of. So yeah, how yeah. far is that right. from you guys? Uh, hour and a half ish. And how how close together between Kevin and and Steve are you guys? Oh, mile! Oh if that, I, I I walked past Steve's house yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> with, with yeah. my dog. And again, <laughs> Kevin isn't yeah. even the one that I called my neighbor two blocks away. Wow. Like, I, there's one literally two blocks, and then Kevin is like a half mile, and then Dennis, who you know, uh, Dave, uh, he's the one with the black Knight Rider DeLorean. He lives like a mile away, so like we're yeah. it's it's this odd little pocket and that's why when i moved here i knew that i had found the right place because i'm like okay <laughs> there's a group of delorean owners they're all exactly my age and like okay we're all going to get along real good <laughs> and indeed and actually you know dennis is a, a block from me so carlos is a block from you and dennis is a block from me and then there's uh there's another guy here in town scott sanderson he's a dentist and uh, he's actually had his car since it was new yeah, he's an original um, owner. That's right. Yeah, original owner, and uh, he, you know we see him a lot too. So it's, we got a good little group here. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, it was yeah. it's yeah. hello, Kevin, and yeah, no. some someday, someday, Kevin. So Kevin, <laughs> do, do you have the whole shop set up? I mean, have you? How long have you had your Delorean? I've had my Delorean for about three and a half years now. Um, I work at a local shop here very, very part-time. Um, worked there right out of high school. Went to tech school to be a mechanic. Thought that's what I, what I wanted to do um, for a career. Got into car racing. Chased, uh, chased the NASCAR scene around for a while. Wow. Um, ultimately decided that uh, I didn't want to work on cars for my, my day job. 
Um, but I, in turn, uh, kept my job at the shop here, uh, just as a part-time basis, fill in when they need somebody, uh, work some nights and weekends here and there, and have been able to keep that shop at my disposal for the better part of 20 years now. Um, so I have the resources of the tools and the other mechanics that work down there and can go in there and work pretty much whenever I need. Nice. Um, and Very that's cool. where, where I brought my car back to life, um, was, was at that shop. So, um, so no, at, at home here, I have, I have very little, um, but, uh, you know, shop, Steve's been there, um, right, right down the road from us. So. Yeah. Great, Again, great a resource. local little shop, put it up on the lift. You can get underneath it. I'm like, that's great. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So you guys, have you done a, have you guys done a drive in your little enclave there? Have you done a drive yet this year or last year? Well, we did cool. that. We did a fall drive with the five DeLoreans. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you guys to give the go-ahead so we can have another one and I can ride shotgun. Let's do it. <laughs> you let me know when. That car's always in the garage ready to go here. Oh. Um, I, I have to make a point to get it out to, to drive it once in a while. And now that Uh-oh. the weather here in Wisconsin is finally turning in our favor, um, you know, it's a long spring here. Um, you know, we don't like to bring the cars out when there's any salt on the roads. Right. Um, but now that we've had, had some good rain and some warm weather, it's finally a DeLorean season around here again. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to go when you are. Well, um, so I did, I did take last Friday, even though we're on quarantine. Um, I thought, well, if I take the car for a little drive, it won't hurt anything. And I, I put a hundred miles on it. Nice. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was great. <laughs> we just kept, we just kept going. We were like, well, let's keep going. Let's keep going. And nice. Next thing you know, it was getting dark and time to come home. But, uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, Steve, so, that means when you, when you want to go grab a coffee or, what or you just need to run and pick some up from the store you got to call kevin and say hey let's go for a ride yeah well, there absolutely. you go yeah absolutely i'm going to put my mask on and i'm going to ride shotgun with you <laughs> get out there yeah because yeah, kevin i like you but i don't know where you've been that's right that's right you know and, I, and i'm a i'm a mailman here in town oh so yeah like i've I, I come in contact with a lot of people, so you might want the full gas mask if you're going to ride with you. I'm, I'm just going to do the whole Marty McFly, like, radiation suit when I ride around with <laughs> yeah. you. There you go. Oh, yeah, then you're getting... not a bad idea. Yeah, that's a lot of attention. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, Kevin. So right. you're also kind of a new owner, too, so that's cool. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. The the and I've I've been listening to your podcast for a long time, Dave, and I, I thoroughly enjoy hearing everybody's stories on there. And, uh, yeah, I am, I am a new owner to that car but uh believe it or not that car um has been in my life for about 18 years where a, a good friend of mine had it and uh wow. he bought it back in like 03 and conveniently enough for me he didn't have a driver's license when he bought it so um we would we would take uh take that car downtown madison on a friday night and go go cruise through campus you know pop the doors open and you know draw all kinds of attention to ourselves you know, wow a couple of kids in their you know you know younger 20 year 20s um and, uh, so that car is, that car has been around. I've been around that car for a long time. Um, I told the guy way back then, I said, if you ever sell this thing, I said, you got to let me know. Well, he didn't have a lot of money. That thing sat in his barn for seven or eight years. And I finally got the phone call. Come and get it. Wow. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's new. My ownership of it is new, but it's, it's been a part of my life for, for quite a while at this point. So, wow. so I'm just glad I was finally able to get my hands on it and get it back on the road. Congrats. That's great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's been awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for calling in. Uh, yeah. Well, you can thanks, thank Dave. We'll for... make it happen soon. 
Good. Steve, uh, Steve, Steve's to credit for that. I didn't even, I didn't even know this was going on. So I got a text message from Steve that said, "Hey, log on to this quick." So, <laughs> nice. Thank, thank you, yes. Steve. Thank, yeah, you thanks, for, thanks for bringing me into this. Yeah. yeah. And we'll get the crew together again soon. Yeah, we will. Yep. Once we uh, are in quarantine, be our first order of be our first order of business. Exactly. For a lot of people. So, All right. Thanks, yeah. Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate. It. I'll listen in here. I'd yep. love to hear some other stories. Cool. Bye. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump over to Larry Smith, Vin five four three eight. Hey, Larry, are you there? Hey, Larry. Can you hear me? Can. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. I actually, uh, um, I texted Larry and, uh, and asked him if he wanted to and said, Hey, you know, there's a DeLorean chat going on. Larry is another PNDC member. Hey, Larry. <laughs> That's funny. Where are you, where do you live, Larry? What, what part of Seattle? Uh, south of, southeast of Seattle, Maple Valley. Oh, Maple Valley. Right on. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I've had my car in a little bit of close to four years now, but it's been in the family since 81. Uh, my mother-in-law bought it brand new and, sometime in late 81 uh it was her daily driver for maybe 10 12 years and then in the early 90s the transmission died on it and it's sad it's sad it sat in her front yard in la for about 10 years just oh. rotting and completely oh. coming one with the earth oh. and then uh she moved up here in 2004 and when she did that she put the car uh, in restoration with. Uh, I heard someone mention the Ed Bernstein. <laughs> say Ed Bernstein. He's her, her car was the last one that he restored before he had a stroke. Oh wow! He had a stroke in early 2016, and his wife just said, "You're done." And I mean, it took it took Ed like God close to 12 years to restore her car. Oh, and what well, I wow. mean, the res- the restoration hit. I mean, I mean, the the the, uh, the recession hit, and right. my mother-in-law didn't have the money to spend to, I, to spend on it, so it sat for the three years. And that's got. It, I mean, I, I've heard good and bad about Bernstein, but I have no doubt that you you have what a seventy thousand dollar DeLorean now after a twelve year restoration by Bernstein. Well, well, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I use the word restoration in air quotes. Oh. <laughs> I, the interior is great. He did a great job restoring the, the interior. interior. Looks really good. Yes, I can vouch for that. But uh, the transmission, when we got it off the truck, still was messed up. Uh, the fuse box was all burned out. Uh, shit wasn't working. And I've probably spent close to half of what my mother-in-law has spent in restoration just fixing what Ed said he did and really didn't. Uh, with uh, Toby Peterson, so without him, I'd be I'd be up shit creek. Yeah, a lot uh, of us up here in the Northwest would be without Toby around. Yep. So yeah, that's the story behind my car. I've had it. Uh, it'll be it'll be four years on the sixth, I think. But uh, I mean, my mother in law still she's still around. So, but she doesn't really. I, her name's listed first on the title, but I'm the one taking care of it and paying for it and all that. So it's now in my hands. Awesome. And yeah. so you did you join PNDC as soon as you got the car? Uh yeah. So you've done you've done the parades and you've joined with all the other events going yeah. on. Yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. I was just I was just made a vice president back in uh, January. Yes, Larry is the new <laughs> vice president of PNDC. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, it yeah. wasn't until it wasn't until uh, what 2 months ago I didn't even know how to change my own oil and you guys wanted to make me vice <laughs> hey, you, president. you know how to do that now. <laughs> I do, but I'm like you guys want to make me vice president. Yeah. I don't know shit about yeah. this car. <laughs> 
And changing oil isn't a prerequisite to be on the board. No, uh, well, thank you for that. <laughs> but also, I, I love. I'm first time I changed oil was with other members of the Orange County DeLorean Club, and I'd seen enough about it. But it's it's not as hard as it might seem. The hardest no. part is the stupid yeah. fitting to get that plug out. But yeah, which I'm you know, Larry and I, I think I don't have to take that plug out anymore. Yeah, yeah you guys. You bought Toby Peterson's uh, uh, Easy Drain oil valve. Yep, yes. Uh, yes. Putting that thing in. Other than the fact that it's a little bit messy, it's still so much easier. The first time I heard about that was actually at DeLorean Week in Las Vegas from the haulers. Um, they, the Oliver and uh, Terry, Oliver yeah. and Terry Holler, they drive, uh, they have to have the highest miles of anybody in the world. They oh, drive yeah, that freaking, no contest. Yeah, they drive that car across the country back and forth. I think all they're the time. on their third engine or something like that. I, I still, I've, I want to get them on the show to hear that story because they're, I have no doubt they are full of stories. But they had mentioned at DeLorean Weekend they did a presentation and they said that they have to do oil changes all the time because of the miles they put on. Mm-hmm. So they go wherever they can, whoever happened, you know, wherever is nearby and is cheap. And the number of times that they had the, the crush washer not seat properly and then they drive away and it's leaking and, uh, they ended up in Seattle. Toby, they told Toby, and he goes, "Well, let's come up with a better solution." And basically, that easy drain is you put it in once, and then it's literally a there's a safety on it that you lift up and then you turn it, and it's a valve. It's just a ball valve, but it, it will not open on its own. I mean, you got to lift it and turn it, and then yeah, it drains a little slower than if you pulled the whole plug out. But who cares? Yeah, you're, you know, you're not in a rush. I find though that like if you drive the car a little bit just before you change the you know normal with the old plug you wouldn't want to do that because you wouldn't want to scald yourself with hot oil, but if you drive the car maybe like around the block or maybe to the parts store to buy new oil or something before you uh, do it, then the oil warms up a little bit and it flows out a little better. Nice, yeah, it's thinner and warmer. It, yeah, it's a little thinner. So Larry, you have that on your car now as well, and I do yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, him and I back in what was it? January or February, Larry, that we uh, got together and uh, changed oil on your car. Yeah, it was. I, I, I can't remember the date, but yeah, it was uh, in between rainstorms. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what we did, and yeah, and now uh, Larry can uh, change oil on his car. Yep. One of the so, few things I know how to do on my own. Yeah. That I, I, oh, I replaced the, uh, the 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 door uh, the door lights to LED. I was able to do that without breaking anything. So. You've done something on your car that I haven't done on mine. I mean, mine already had LEDs in it, but yeah, that's something I'm oh. not attempting yet. <laughs> I re- oh, and I replaced the taillights to LED. Yeah. Uh, to LED, I had to have Toby rewire the front headlights to LED, but mm-hmm. uh, there's no way I would have been able to do that on my own. Yeah, that's been such a worthwhile upgrade because the original headlights, yeah, they don't. <laughs> there's think, candles out there that are brighter. Yeah. That's what I, I keep saying exactly that when when you get a. Origi- any you know even new headlights next to the LED headlights it's candle power it yep. looks like it's literally there's a candle in the glass yeah the biggest problem I've had with mine I, I still don't have them aimed properly I need to I need to find some way to uh, uh, a, a good place to aim them because I think right now I have them they're, they're they're pointing too low oh okay but other than that, I love them. I mean, they, they're, they're ten times better than the original headlights, but someday I'll get around to re-aiming them. Right. That's something we could probably look into doing at a tech session, you know, once we get out of house arrest here. Yeah. So. <laughs> That'd awesome. be nice. Cool. Yes. So. Well, Larry, uh, awesome. And 
uh, I say welcome, even though I've been also just a four-year owner, but uh, welcome to the group. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Thanks for calling in. Oh, no problem. Yep. All right. All right. Yep. Good talking to you, Larry. So let's see. We There's a fair number of people. Uh, uh, we're going to go to Dara. Hey, Dara, are you there? I know I'm not giving much of a notice for somebody, but... Uh, uh, yeah, can you hear me? We can. Hey, I Hi. just wanted to tell everybody who's going to DeLorean Weekend to stay out of the parking garage at Circus Circus, because I did about a grand worth of damage to my car there, hitting a speed bump that was the size of Mount Everest and oh. demarcated from the pavement in any way. This was back in 2017, so hopefully they've fixed it since then. But, uh, yeah. What happened? Huh? Go ahead. What happened? Were you driving over a speed bump, or was it something else? Yeah, it was just a really huge speed bump that I didn't see till I ran right over it. Uh, (laughs) uh, um, what What had to be replaced? Well, it ripped one of my brake lines, and I had that done before I left town. Fortunately, I caught that. Then um, a couple months later, my I noticed a radiator leak. It was kind of intermittent, and uh took it to a local shop who told me it was just a loose hose, and it turned out not to be. By then, it was too late to have it traded in on a new one, even though it was... Oh. Probably less than a year old at the time. Dang it. Wow. And, uh, so, so I'm well, replacing my radiator right now because the leak had gotten more consistent and I found that my uh, brackets were bent too. And uh, so. Well, at least now yeah. you're going to have a nice, uh, you're going to have a fresh radiator and hopefully some new, you're going to check all the lines, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Uh, most of my lines, um, Seller had replaced a lot of the hoses and things, and then I had most of the hard pipes done, and I just replaced the last two S pipes, which still were original. They were pretty nasty and corroded because, as I mentioned on my episode, the original owner had parked it from 1993 till 2016. (laughs) And I take it they didn't drain the fluids out. No, everything was all corroded and nasty, <laughs> including my um, heater hard lines that run under the car that you can't get to, apparently, without taking it off the frame. So I'm just going to have to sand those off and try to clamp those a little further down. So good times. So... uh Dara, you were episode number 15. Um, I saw you jumped right into don't take your car to – don't park your car at Circus Circus. Um, Where are you calling from and uh, what's your – tell us about you. Uh, I'm at home from – I'm in Salt Lake right now. I would ordinarily be at work right now, but uh, we're down the skeleton cruise at my job because of the coronavirus. Right. Yeah, your flight air traffic controller, right? (laughs) Yeah. Air traffic controller. I when I first time I met Dara at Delorean Weekend Las Vegas several years ago, I was so surprised because there was another uh, another owner who had come from Long Island who was uh, not air traffic control. I misunderstood at the time, but uh, he does he works on routing airplanes, and I was just so blown away that there were two people at the same event that did such unique jobs. 
Yeah, I think I remember talking to him a bit. Yeah. I mean, how many, you know, uh, talking about DeLorean ownership, all kinds of people, but there's a lot of geeks out there. And then, then there's, you know, I mean, air traffic controller, two of them in the same group. Uh, that was surprising to me. Oh, funny story. One of my coworkers, uh, before she transferred to Atlanta, went for a ride in my car because she figured it was the only chance she'd ever get to ride in a DeLorean. And then right. she gets to Atlanta Center, and one of her coworkers has a DeLorean there, no. too. Wow. <laughs> and as we were just talking to Ashley Davey, he was saying, yeah, Atlanta, there's a lot more DeLoreans out there than in Birmingham, Alabama. Too funny. Very cool. So so you're doing a bunch of updates to the car right now. Um, and are you doing it yourself, or you have it at a shop? I'm doing it myself because too often I've taken it to shops and have them screw stuff up. <laughs> so too many of anything those I can do myself, I do myself. Good. And you're, uh, uh, do you have other help there in Salt Lake? Or are you doing it totally by yourself? Do you have anybody else that? Because I know you started, you helped start the DeLorean Motor Club of Utah. Um, well, that was mostly Jay, but um, we've got another new owner here. Um, We've done a couple little projects together, but mostly we're kind of working on our own. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, and also, I Dara, my gosh, when she bought, again, meeting her at DeLorean Week in Las Vegas, the trunk was full of tools, parts, jacks, everything. And you you drove that car across the country. I mean, just you got bigger balls than I do because I would not <laughs> buy a car and drive it across the country. Um, yeah, I didn't know what an insane idea that was until <laughs> afterwards. I, I think I probably mentioned this on my first episode, but uh, yeah, I had a 87 CRX as my daily driver from 1996 till 2017, and I had taken it for granted that 80s cars could be as reliable as anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Awesome. Well... Thanks for the tip on Circus Circus, and good luck on the repairs. Thanks, Dave. Good chatting with you. You too. Thanks for calling in. All right. So, yeah, Steve, you definitely – you are really lucky that you have that many people that close by and everybody's friendly. Yes. And, and you're going to uh, – you can learn a lot. I mean, I – anytime – Chris Miles has helped a lot on my car, and I've learned tons, and – uh, I'm a little jealous. I wish that I was, I wish that, that we did more things. Um, I, I'm lucky. I've got Jack Bihar here in Vegas, who is an honest to goodness, uh, air, airplane mechanic. He's in the Air Force. In fact, he, I think he just retired, but he's worked, he's been in the Air Force for 20 years and worked on it, working on airplanes. He has done all of the work on his car by himself. So, uh, and he's offered, and I'm pretty sure that when I do need help, I know that I can go over and he will have figured a lot of that stuff out and he's nearby and he's eight minutes away from me. Although, yeah, that, that's one of the things I've realized is that when you get a DeLorean, the importance of having the ability, again, either yourself or somebody close by who can help you work on these things because, you know, I mean, I know they're older cars and so technologically they're not super advanced like modern day cars, but they're still so unique and you don't want to just take it to a local car dealership, you know, to have work done unless you trust them. It's, it's really digging in within the DeLorean community 
finding out who's near you and right. kind of what, what their skill sets are and, and really just trying to collaborate, take advantage, you know, Hey, if you help me do this, you know, what can I help you do on your car in the future? What do you need? And, and really trying to build that network up. Yeah. And yeah, Sean, very true. Uh, Sean, you live a little South of most people, right? You don't have anybody really close yes. to you. Um, I think uh, supposedly there are some other owners in the South end. Um, but I, they're not members of PNDC, at least not that I've seen. So, so, and I'm sure that doesn't matter to you, except that you no. don't have their contact information. You haven't been able to, exactly. you know, track yeah. them down. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, all right. So let's go to another caller here. We've got Mason Falx, VIN 4693. Hey, Mason. Uh, hey, Dave. Uh, sorry about that. I was on the call a little bit earlier, but I guess, like, something happened. I saw a few people apparently dropped off, and I had to switch over to my iPad. So I oh. hope everything's... You can hear me now, at least. So. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you perfectly. Yeah. Yep. Where are you calling from? Yeah, uh, I'm calling from St. Louis, Missouri. Not too many, uh, not too many of us out here. From last I know, there are a few guys that live just over the, uh, the river from me, like Marty Meyer, Jake Comfort. There's, there's a few guys, a few of us around here, but there's probably six, seven of us total that were in the DeLorean Midwest group. But uh, I'm just the youngest one that went out and uh, got one of the cars recently. <laughs> How long? Uh, let's see. I got mine February 27th last year. So I just had my one year anniversary not too long ago. Congrats. Welcome. And, um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, uh, I know it was, um, I posted my story a few times on, on the Fanax website and a few other places, but I was the kid that went out and got alone, did it and found the car and didn't tell anyone in his family for the first year <laughs> and just kind of hit it. <laughs> the question is, why uh, did you hide it? Um, just because, well, okay, I'm, I'm 23 now, turning 24 this year. My parents were very much under the impression of, you know, they, they weren't really car people or anything. They just kind of knew it was a crappy car and they knew it was a part of the movie. So my dad was kind of, you know, you do what you want to do. My stepmother was like, no, that's a car for when you're in your sixties and it's going to be Maserati (laughs) money. You're not going to, you're not going to get it. I'm like, well, if I wait that long, I probably won't because I've seen the value of these cars. You know, spike after 2015 when the movies came back out. And I'm like, okay, this is going to get harder. So I need to find a way to pull the trigger. And I kind of just, I've looked at like private listings and ads and stuff like that just to try to find the car. And I came across one on Craigslist and it was like three sentences. One of them was a Back to the Future pun and it was very selective (laughs) English. So I'm like, oh, this is great. And sure enough, I called the guy, and he seems legit, and he kind of sounded like he knew he was talking about and kind of didn't. So I'm like, okay, send me pictures. Let's check this out. And of all times, somebody was – somebody apparently from, I think, uh, Arizona was going to fly down and look at the car. So he's like, well, can you be here before him? Or he's like, well, no, he says he's going to come on this date. I'll let you know what happens. And sure enough, that guy is a no-show, and he calls, and he's like, hey, can you come down and look at it? So January 1st, after New Year's, I wake up at like 4 in the morning, get in my car, and this was in Oklahoma City where the car was at. So I'm like, okay, this is a seven, eight-hour drive one way. Wow. So, And I'm like, I get up in the morning, I'm about to leave St. Louis, and I'm like, you know what, this is stupid. So 
I do the next best thing. I go to the airport, buy a one, uh, round plane trip ticket for that day, like 400 and something bucks, get on a plane, fly down there, and uh, I meet up with somebody as I'm, as I'm talking with it. I was on the forums and on Facebook trying to find someone local who would want to come check the car out with me. Smart. Um, because, because by no means am I a car expert. I had never even changed oil up until this point, so I, <laughs> I, I was just diving into it. So I find um, a local guy who doesn't own the car, but he's a real big car aficionado. He comes and picks. He comes to the airport, picks me up, and I, I've known this guy for about two hours. <laughs> so I get in the car with him, That's and awesome. uh, he's got this huge. Um, I guess it's like a, a utility truck with like the crane and everything. Like you used to repair like telephone wires. He, he picks me up in that and he says he does tow truck lifting and stuff for a job. And I'm just riding along with him to this guy's house. And the owner, I guess, had converted his house over from like one of those small dealerships. He had converted it like one of those dealership buildings into a house. Wow. He had a uh, Skyline, um, Ferrari, Lamborghini. Uh, he had wow. all these other exact cars parked around there. I get into his house. He's got this little driveway that comes into his kitchen. I go through his kitchen into his driveway, and I'm like, I'm out of my league here. I have no idea what's going on. And underneath <laughs> – Underneath the uh, uh, underneath the rack, like he's got these lifts in his garage, and underneath the rack, he's got like a lifted Hummer, um, like a Spider, a, a Lamborghini Spider, I think, sitting on top. Um, and then underneath that is the DeLorean caked in dust. And I'm like, oh boy, this is this is gonna be horrible. And he gives me the story that oh, I brought it from uh, apparently a lady from an estate auction whose husband passed away in around 2005, 2006, and. That's when it was last registered, from what I can tell. Um, and he's like, well, it sat for about 10 years, and she tried to sell it, and I brought it, and he had it for only about the last two or three years. And then it started having fuel injection problems. It was dumping fuel into the Calic converter and glowing like hot red after <laughs> yep. 20 oh. minutes of idle. Yep. Coolant leaks, uh, you know, now the injectors were firing at all. Um, some of them were just shot. So that that's um, actually sounds good that he's telling you all this stuff because hopefully the price kept going down. Well, okay. Well, I've I kind of talked him down from. Well, let's just say he was just under thirty, and I talked him down another five. Oh, so good. it was in the very entry level twenties. And this good. was right. a car that had nine thousand nine hundred seventy-one miles on it, but had all the all the paperwork, all of the insurance papers, uh, some of the receipts from the work that was done. I found one of the receipts jammed up underneath the headliner for when it got reupholstered. Yeah. I mean, I just tore into that car trying to find anything that could. And, you know, it has the luggage rack and all the accessories. So I'm like, okay, this wow. has got stuff with it. And um, he didn't want to budge. He didn't want to move anything on his offer. He's like, well, my kids have sat in, thought it's cool, and I thought that I'd give it to them as their first cars. And the kids really didn't seem interested. But I'm like, okay, if, if he <laughs> wants to do that, he wants to do that. Gave him my number. Flew back home, um, you know, a couple months went by. I think early January, he's like, hey, do you still want the car? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll take that. And we had a disagreement after he had already sent me uh, the copy of the title and everything. He, I was sending him back the money, and he's like, oh, oh I thought we agreed on this amount. It was like a $1,000 difference, and <laughs> we met in the middle. And I'm like, of course, he's trying to haggle me for a little bit more yeah, money, but I wasn't going to mm. argue with it. Yeah. So I do that. I get the transaction done. I uh, find some guy to tow it up here, and he 
showed up here and he told me about all the people who were gawking at it on the flatbed. And, you know, he's like, I've never gotten that much attention with this car on my bed. I'm like, well, hopefully it can just stay at my uncle's place because, um, again, trying to get the, uh, the insurance and the paperwork done for this car, unbeknownst to my parents still, I had to go to my mom's side of the family to my uncle's house, have him co-sign on it for the insurance so right. I could get it registered in Illinois. Oh. Because apparently wow. in Missouri, if you if you register in Missouri, you have to have your own auto insurance policy with Haggerty at least for uh, three years straight, and it has to be just in your name. Well, my dad had oh. been on that title earlier. so But they're like, hey, if you go register in Illinois, we, we won't care. So I'm like, okay. Nice. So I have him get on the paperwork, get it on, and bring it into the house. And uh, first thing we did was prop up the doors with bamboo and uh, tried to fix the struts on those. We then put a new fuel pump in, drained it out, went in there and rubbed it down with acetone. Then I took it up to Mike at DMC to get work done to make it drivable. That was like another seven grand I had to put into that car. All the while, my parents That's not bad. I mean, me. seven grand for, to make it drivable does not sound that bad. No, I, I knew there was going to have to be some work going into it. And yeah. all the while, my parents are, you know, I'm, I'm moving out at that time. And they're like, hey, here's apartments for this and that. And I'm looking for apartments to move out of, too. And they're like, come on, this is, you can afford this. You've got seven, eight grand in the bank. I'm like, yeah, not for long. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I wound up getting a nice place and uh, moved in. It, it had its own separate garage built into it. It's That's like a, a two bedroom for. Nice. For, yeah, it's a mm-hmm. two bedroom for like nine seventy a month plus a garage. I'm like, oh, this isn't, this isn't bad. <laughs> sorry, um, sorry. I, anytime I talk to people east of you know the West Coast, it's always uh, my last one bedroom apartment with a garage was sixteen hundred a month in in Anaheim, California. So, oh, it was yeah. that that affordable, huh? <laughs> yeah, six, yeah, exactly. Steve was in L.A. I don't. Yeah. I mean, oh, wow, sixteen hundred. Work. Sign me up for that. <laughs> so yeah, East Coast yeah. people, at least Midwest, I would say. I'm sure New York and you know some of the hard far east is a lot more expensive. But sorry, so yeah. you got a garage and no. two bedroom for a thousand bucks a month. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but we have nothing out here. We have fields and few things like the arch and that's that's like it. We have no accessories or nothing to go to go look at. Well have but you I, I finally Go oh, ahead. yeah? No no go ahead. Oh no no I was just gonna say I finally got everything moved in and um I, I, I settled everything and maybe like a month later um took it from my uncle's place. I actually had to move it from my uncle's place and put it in a storage unit for like a month and I was making payments on that. And then I got it into my apartment in the middle of the night without them knowing. And I think recently up until Thanksgiving, they had no idea what was going on. I I made a short video and threw it up online, but I I pulled in there and apparently like one of my relatives have drone past me on the highway and they said, I think we saw Mason in there. And they had gone there before me and kind of ruined it. So I pull up in there and my dad walks out and he's kind of getting stuff out of the truck and he's like, whose car is that? I'm like, well, I've got the title here if you want to look at it. And he's like, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> he looks at it and he's like, well, if you fall in hard times, but don't come crying to me. You're not bringing that thing back to my house. But wow. Apparently, huh. apparently he's opened up to the idea of it. My, my stepmother progressively got like more and more like silent angry with me over the days yeah. until she finally warmed up to the idea of, well, thanks to Andy, he, uh, has been sending me gigs to take the car out and dress up like Marty McFly and all that. So Good. I've kind of told them like, Hey, look, it's, it's making me money to some degree. It shouldn't be something we should hate. And they've, they've opened up to it in that regard, but you know, 
Good. It's a decent car, low mileage. Um, I've done a couple things with it recently. I've had to, um, uh, I was trying to get the wheels off this morning and that was a, an event of itself. <laughs> I didn't have the key to get the, um, uh, the nuts off that the previous owner had oh, yeah. put on. Get rid of those so I tried putting a socket on and I was just going at it and, and Matt Hisman was on face, FaceTime with me earlier this morning. We were trying to get it off. And I couldn't get it off. I had to find a local shop. I rolled up to the shop, and then they gawked at the car for a minute, and they took an impact <laughs> wrench and a mallet. They were trying to get this the socket off, and once they did, they're like, okay, here's the kind of key you need. Go get one. I went out and uh, uh, found the original one that was um, – uh, it was the original one, like, tucked underneath, like, the carpet or something. Right. Like, so I'm still finding mm-hmm. stuff in this car. Well, no, first of all, don't get rid of all those locking nuts. Those are ridiculously ancient, and it's stupid. Nobody's going right. to steal the rims I, off the freaking DeLorean. So just right. Well, no. Well, I found the I found a baggie full of the original nuts and that little lock wrench. Like, it, and of all places, it's it's not in the uh, electrical compartment, but that other wooden on the other side. On the other side, yeah, yeah. The antenna. Yeah. Why? Why was it in there? I have no idea. Well, because the first um, owner, the previous owner, knew that it was there. They just, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I got it out and I tried getting it off and then here's the funny part. Um, put my body weight into it and I hear pop and I look at the lock nut and I broke the lock or the key lock for it. <laughs> oh. So I had to go buy another one today and oh, I'm hoping geez. to get the wheels off. <laughs> well, but, yeah, definitely yeah. don't put those back on. Just put regular ones. And I, I went to Harbor Freight and bought one of their electric impact wrenches um, and I had the same problem getting it off the first time. You know, it, yeah. I had um, tires and stuff, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna put the original ones back on and, you know, I, I've got a key now to get that off and I Do, feel, I sincerely, feel accomplished with the car. Just, so. DeLoreanGo.com has short, uh, short lug nuts. And I figure, I think they're mm-hmm. three bucks each, something like that, but, um, I love DeLorean Go. They, sh- the fact that they're shipping from England and they still, I can order something on a Monday and, and get it by the end of the week. Yeah, often. that's amazing yeah. right now. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, it's always been like that for the last yeah. two years. So, but sincerely, yeah, especially Mason. now it's amazing they can do that with everything going on. Right. So, so yeah. Mason, sincerely, don't put those lockers back on. There's no reason they're not. It's not original. It doesn't look right. Um, just order a new set of. You know, it's sixteen, but it'll cost a little bit. But uh, don't put a locking one back on. It's your yeah, car. You do whatever I'm, you want, but it's not worth it. Nobody's yeah. gonna steal the rims. So right. I, I'm. I mean, it still has um, it has an aftermarket Craig radio from the '90s that the owner put in. It's one of those radios you can pull out and carry with you, oh, so wow. it, it doesn't really work. But yeah, this guy was paranoid about people stealing stuff out of the car. Yeah, I guess, but could be. Mm-hmm. so have you gotten together with any clubs or anybody in the area? Um, well, like I said, uh, we had Marty Meyer, Jake Comfort, um, Sean Shea's another guy. They're we're all kind of you know individual owners, and they're mostly over in Illinois. And how far is that from you? Oh, that's about 40, 45 minutes probably. Okay. Not too bad. Um, I'm probably about one of two guys. I think there's, I'm I'm hearing there's another family out here that has this car, but I have yet to find them. But out here in the Western part of St. Louis, like out towards where the suburbs are at, I haven't found anybody else to, uh, to go out and drive with. So you're you're in the Western uh, part of St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, a little Got bit it. outside of the city. I'm just saying um, that so that if anybody else is listening and knows any other owners out there, that they can track you down or, or uh, you know, hopefully oh, yeah, you can connect yeah, with some other people. It's um, it's out in uh, St. Charles, so I'm a little bit out towards there. Um, we were going to go on a fall drive, Jake and the rest of us, but Jake apparently had moved, and 
Now I'm trying to email the all the rest of the guys, and you know Marty Meyer and the rest of us, they're like in their later years, so I imagine they can't really get out and drive the car too much. And yeah. I'm just trying to find someone to you know bond with over this because when I run into problems, it's I have to go to the community online and you know try to ask questions on there, and I, I don't want to you know heckle people and have to bother them half the time when I run into problems. But I'm like, hey, I'm kind of out here with the car and I'm trying to figure stuff out. I just wanted to have somebody I can go on drives with and, yeah. you know, bond over with with the car. Well, for sure, if you're not already on dmctalk.org, that there's so oh, yeah. much historic information on there. And then also the DeLorean Restoration and DeLorean Technical groups on Facebook. Mm-hmm. There's so many smart people on there. I don't think any any good DeLorean owner is not going to give you a hard time if you're asking questions and, you know, trying to figure something out, it'd be no. different if you were showing up on their doorstep every other day, people might get annoyed, but if you're just asking questions online, yeah, um, don't, yeah, don't be, don't be shy about that. Every people want to, especially in this community, people want to help. Oh yeah. I, I've appreciated all the help that people have given me. And, uh, the, some of the people that I've ran into like, uh, Kevin Crin, I actually ran into him and his car at the last, uh, or was it 2016 DCS? And, I later found out that my uncle is best friends with this guy, and I've never known about it through the through the video game community. He was friends with him, oh, so I'm wow. like, "Holy cow!" I I did not know that, and we kind of bonded <laughs> later. And I flew down to his place. I went to Chicago and then booked, booked another uh, flight over to his place in Ohio, and we drove down to DCS 2018 in his car with no AC, just these little side scoops on the windows. Right, and, right. And then the door problem happened on the way down there. Yep. But, you know, I yep. loved every minute sweating in his car. And Good. That was the highlight of my event. <laughs> well, Mason, thanks so much for calling in. Happy uh, happy one-year anniversary, and welcome to the community. No, thanks, Dave. I, thanks for having me on, and uh, I'm glad to be part of this community. And just I'm, I have a lot ahead of me. I know that for sure. Yep. Awesome. Thanks again. No problem. Have a good one. So uh, let's jump over to we've got got to a couple more people. Uh, let's how about David Daniels? I actually know David Daniels. Hey Dave, how are you? Hey, great. David Daniels is in Southern California, and you're Vin sixteen one oh nine. That's Delorean Tech. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I just. Uh, four five four four. It says four five four four. Yeah, I'm blind. Yeah, correct. Um, where? What city are you in? Uh, Placentia, California. It's Orange County. Orange County. Cool. How you doing? What's going on? Uh, pretty good. Working on the car. Um, I'm actually doing the one of the worst jobs weather stripping wise right now. I'm uh, pulling the top upper door seal off. That's the one where it's riveted in. Yeah. Right there at the top, and you have to protect the torsion bar and everything. So yep. going through that disaster area. Have you uh, have you seen it done before? Or are you just figuring it out on the on the way? It's a little bit of uh, figuring it out on the way. Uh, DMC Talk has been helpful. Uh, some people on there, as well as there's some other blog postings and things online. And then uh, Don Steiger, I don't know if he's been mentioned earlier or not, but I talked with him about it at some of our tech days and stuff. Uh, for those people who don't know Don, he was a factory-trained uh, technician from DMC and lives locally in the area and had his own shop uh, for a number of years uh, in the area, uh, till he sold out to a DMC locally here in California. Yeah. I, geez, Don, uh, for what, almost 30 years had, had, uh, Garden Grove, Garden Grove, or what was it called? 
DeLorean Motor Center. DeLorean Motor Center in Garden Grove, yeah. yeah right, Don's, exactly. So that's great. That you, I mean, Don, Don knows so much. That's great that he's been a resource. So are you – did you get one side off and you still have the other side or are you – how far along? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I did one side uh, back in December and then because of work, and I'm still working from home right now, too. Uh, finally tackled the other side last week since I had a little bit more time off. And it, just, I, it just takes forever to do it. I'm assuming you're drilling mm-hmm. out the rivets? Uh, yeah, correct. Drilling out and then also using a Dremel tool with a uh, carbide bit on it to grind stuff down, which is fun because the, the way in the shop manuals, if you look at the DMC technical manuals, you're actually supposed to remove the entire door to take this off and that's the proper way to do it. But I mean, obviously for 90% of us out there, I don't have a shop and a rig and three different people to go take a door off a car, you know, especially not this, this, this kind of door, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So wow. that's, uh, that's been fun, of course, you know. So yeah, you just using some of his advice plus the stuff online. The biggest thing is, you know, covering the torsion bar up because I don't want to have to go spend a thousand dollars because I snapped one of them, you know, if you can find one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I know they're talking about doing, there's some, some guy online that was talking about doing repops again at some point, but I don't think they've gotten to that point yet. Yeah. Well, they don't, they don't break that often. So there's no, it's no. supposed to be good for a hundred thousand turns or something like that. And I mean, even in a car like mine, that's higher mileage. I still don't think we probably hit that many opening and closing of the doors yet. No. Well, I, geez, I don't think I've in my short time of four years, I don't think I've heard of a single person that can't, that's missing a torsion bar or, you know, has a broken one like that. They can't drive the car because they don't have one. Have you guys? No, uh, I haven't either. I've heard of people breaking their bars, but they always manage to scrounge one up. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know some people have them. I know Chris miles has a couple and some other people mm-hmm. around do, you know, so there's definitely resources out there and I'm sure DeLorean probably would too, if I absolutely needed something, you know? Yeah. I've heard they still have like the passenger side. I'm not sure about the driver's side. Right. I believe that's correct. Yeah. And that's logical that, yeah. you know, drivers I get to use more. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, same thing with left front fender, right? Same yeah. problem. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you're working on the, uh, the inner door, the outer door seal. Uh, all the, all the above. I bought the whole weather stripping kit because mine were just terrible. I think my dad had done the, the inner door seals probably some point in the nineties or whatever on the car, but it's just been so long. They're just worn, worn yeah. down. And I, I recently mm-hmm. had the headliner redone. So I've got the problem now of the door seal is not fitting. So I've got to go pull the headliner and like I've heard Rob Grady does like sands them down. So I've got to look into something like that because it's not fitting over the headliner properly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That you was, know. in fact, I think when I met Rob a couple of years ago at DeLorean weekend, Las Vegas, he was talking about uh, they figured out how to stop getting that one corner that gets eaten up because mm-hmm. it's just the way the, the fiberglass molded. It's not, it's just not quite right. And yeah. I didn't get the details from Rob, but uh, and it might be a trade secret. But most people on the West Coast are not going to go to the go to New York and have him fix <laughs> fix that. Right. Well, and I know like uh, Steiger recommended just rotating the door seal, and uh, I know you know Skip Vaughn as well. And Skip also said the same thing. He just rotates his in and out, and he'll also take yep. pieces of rubber and cut them, and then splice them back in with the with the weather stripping glue. Yeah. Well, on so on Delorean Directory, if you go to DeLoreanDirectory dot com slash crossover parts, uh, mm-hmm. or do a search for Delorean crossover parts, um, there's a growing list of stuff there, and the inner door seals you can actually get from McMaster Car. Nice, at, and they're they're less expensive. Excuse me, 
<coughs> they're less expensive and they're you know just pretty easily you know readily available and you get stuff shipped out and uh, several people have done that first I think it was Arizona guys were the first ones that I talked to years ago that had bought from okay. McMaster car um, so there's and and in general there's a lot of stuff up on that crossover parts list the only thing that we're putting on that list the only things we're putting on that list are things that other owners have said yes I've installed this or you know it's it's on my car as opposed to I think this works in fact, I know I gave Sean a hard time um, a couple years ago. The Pacific Northwest DeLorean Club, for many years, one of their great features of being a member was you got access to the crossover parts list. Yep. But right. that has uh, a lot of that. I mean, that was before the internet almost, and there's yep. a lot of the stuff on that list uh, needs to be updated. And that was why, and there's so much information online now. I was well, like, right, well, sure. So, compared, so to, compared to what it used to be, absolutely. Because I remember in the old days, you know, because my, my dad bought the car new and, you know, they would have issues all the time because, like, the front and rear brakes are, like, Ford Pinto and then the fronts, I think, are Ferrari 308s <laughs> will, will work. And then the, for the gas cap, you know, here in California, we saw the smog issue, too. So we have to smog every other year, um, which is a problem for all of us because it's hard for us to replace engines or do any work or anything. All these guys talk about carburating or doing EFI and stuff. And for us, it's, like, not an option. Cost, yeah, you, no well, you could. Yeah. It cost Buku money because you'd have to go to a referee and get it approved and all that. It took forever for DMC even to get the stage one exhaust and stuff to be approved here. Yeah. Um, but uh, I know, like for the gas cap, because that doesn't matter on smog. You can use a 1974 Ford F100. It fits. It works. Oh wow! It's the same part. It's about seven bucks. And you have that on your car right now? Yes. Uh, remind, email me or text me or something with that so I can okay. put that on there as well because I don't have, think I have that. Sure. Well, and the same thing, like I ended up replacing all the relays not too long ago, and I know I posted this, and I think you ended up picking it up on uh, on the Facebook page, Dave, uh, for the uh, relays that were on Amazon for like 7 bucks a yeah. piece, the new yeah. upgraded ones, yep. and they work great. Yeah, that's awesome. Very yeah. cool. Well, so you're taking the, taking the time to do some tinkering. I'm sure right now it's a lot of people are just going, oh, now I can work on it. Trust me, yeah. I should be one of those people. Chris Miles definitely gives me a hard time, and uh, right. uh, if I'm working with somebody else, I'm far more likely to get out there and tinker. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I have a little bit. You know, as club people have done stuff because we've had two or three events recently. In fact, you were actually at our last event where we did uh, kind of a winter drive, so to speak. That's so random. I just happened to be in town. I didn't even know about right. it until I got there. <laughs> no, I know. I was so surprised to see you there. I'm like, Dave, what? <laughs> Awesome. Cool. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm right on. glad that you called in, man. Yeah, for sure. It was great talking to you. I'll talk yeah. to you soon. All right. Thanks. All right. You what? Bye. Well, Steve and Sean, this has been uh, very fun. I, we're at an hour and 45 minutes for this episode. Yeah. Which yeah. Is the longest long one. It is a long yes. one. Um, I am pretty sure we could keep going and people will keep calling in, uh, but uh, I think that this has been a good test so far to see I if, think so, well, yeah. if it works. Yeah, today, yeah, I, I have to get going soon, but I like judging by how many people are, are waiting and have wanted to talk. I definitely think this is something you should do again and I'm happy Absolutely. to be part of it. Yeah. Good. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to do a couple of quick pitches here. So uh, my second episode was Barry Wills of DeLorean talk. And I asked Barry to be the first return guest um, that's, it's been a few years now and, you know, Barry, in my opinion, is the, you know, he's the rock star. He's knows more than anybody else out there. So he's going to, he's going to basically do an AMA and ask me anything, 
where if you guys go to DeLorean Talk, go to, I'm sorry, go to DeLorean Directory or look up social media and find the link and then submit a question for Barry. And then I'm going to send all the questions to Barry and then do an, a DeLorean Talk episode. And we're going to go through a bunch of the questions so that he has a chance to prepare an answer and, uh, and we'll do another episode with him. So, uh, check out facebook.com slash DeLorean Talk. You'll see the link for submitting a question and ask, ask Barry anything you want. Uh, if you haven't already done it, be sure to go submit a census record. Or if you have done it and it's been a few years and a lot has changed, submit another census record. We're not deleting any of the records. They're just there for history's sake. So submit another record at DeLoreanDirectory.com slash census. Uh, this month, boy, there's been a lot. I can't, I, I looked it up the other day. I can't remember, but there's been a lot of people submitting census records. You can look up all the information if there, if somebody has submitted it, you go to the, go to DeLoreanDirector.com slash census, click on the data link, and you can search by VIN, and it's got all the questions displayed there with all the details. Uh, so, uh, that's something else to pay attention to. Also, when, if you do listen to uh, past episodes of DeLorean Talk, Every page has a Facebook discussion section at the bottom. So if you, some people say, well, why can't I comment on the YouTube feed? Most people don't listen to the show on YouTube. A lot just listen on their phones when they're driving. So if you have comments, uh, go to DeLoreanTalk.com, find the episode page, and there's the comment section at the bottom. So you can uh, kind of connect over over long term. Uh, Sean and Steve, did you have anything else you wanted to share? Yeah, sure. I, I threw it down in the comments. If anybody wants to see the movie I made about the restoration of the screen-used DeLorean time machine from the movie, if you don't have copies already, uh, you can just go to our official website. It's Out of Time Movie, and that's Out of Time like the license plate, O-U-T-A-T-I-M-E movie.com, and we have copies available on Blu-ray, DVD, and streaming instantly on Vimeo. So if you want to watch it, you can be watching it within 10 minutes. Very cool. And it is really good, having seen it several times. Same here. I've watched it several times. Yeah. Sean, Thank you. the uh, pndc.org is the Pacific Northwest DeLorean yep. Club. Follow on Facebook. And actually, for both of you guys, what, what's the out-of-time Facebook social media sites? Uh, I'm, we're on Facebook. Like, what's the name of it? It's, I think, Facebook out-of-time movie. I don't know. <laughs> so do, do a search for out of I think it is out-of-time yeah, movie. But, yeah, but it's. Yeah. I think on Facebook it's out-of-time movie because it's before we changed the name to out-of-time. Ah. Like, it's out-of-time. It's just one of those, one of the 1,000 goofy things I would change in retrospect. But well, I can that's help why you, the website's easier. I can help you change the Facebook. I, let's talk. I hear you can, yes. Cool. And uh, Pacific Northwest DeLorean Club is online? We're online at uh, www.pndc.org, and then, of course, we also have a Facebook page. Just search for Pacific Northwest DeLorean Club. Cool. All right. If uh, I Thanks again for everybody who's been listening. Uh, this has been a fun test to see if it actually works, and uh, you can listen to this later on. I will end up posting this as the next episode. Uh, I'll do a little cleanup on it, I think, and then uh, we'll be good to go. So. Fantastic. Thanks, All Dave. Right. Yeah, thanks a lot, Dave. Thanks, everybody. Uh, take care. All right. Bye. Bye.